right, testing again. All right, levels look good. Yep. All right. Cool. Welcome, everyone, to Mystery, a podcast about myths and history. I am one of your hosts, Bryant, with my permanent guest and co-creator, Cami. Welcome back to the show, Cami. Thanks, Bryant. Uh, we're very happy because it's October, which we've been having always a lot of fun with. One, uh, having shows every week, the month of October, instead of bi-weekly. And two, uh, it is nice and cold. That's it. <laughs> That's why we're happy. Uh, it's 40 degrees in South Carolina this morning, so that was uh, the gift that we needed. Yeah, our, it was pretty nice to darkest hours. Uh, not feel like you're suffocating if you're beside someone in bed or whatever right <laughs> yeah no, it's absolutely wonderful so uh cats are cuddling up because they're cold and, it, and it's just it's just great it's the perfect time to put on your favorite show listen to it and uh learn a little bit about the old nicholas flamel who is not just a character in harry potter that that's, is true <laughs> that's the biggest reveal this episode so yeah we talked about uh john d crazy old dude i mean maybe crazy i don't know i'm not a crazyologist but he was a uh, alchemist uh he was a, he was a lot of things a scholar um hermit hermetic order guy who uh worked for queen elizabeth was an advisor for her back in the time of queen elizabeth 17th century right yeah so uh flamel is actually a little earlier than this from than d's time flamel probably influenced d i would imagine in some way but uh, as always on the show, Cami is going to give us a little story about Flamel, and then I'll lead a discussion into some of the history sources and learn a little bit more about this guy who is not just a Harry Potter character. <laughs> so, uh, Cami, why don't you give us a story? Hopefully, it's not Harry Potter. It is not. Oh, okay, good. I don't think we get afford um, that. I mean, but honestly, I don't know because I didn't watch those um, <clears throat> movies outside of the original ones. So I used uh, basically Wikipedia for this, but mm. the scribe did not set out to make gold. How ridiculous. Gold was something made over time by earth, something nature bestowed upon man. Man could not make gold. That was certain. No, Nicholas was not interested in wasting his time. But what made gold so valuable did intrigue him, and that was worth studying. Gold never ages, never truly loses the essence that, make it, that makes it valued. And what if he could capture that, <clears throat> apply it to other uses? Not like Midas, who tarnished his world by making it too precious. No, this, would be, this work would be secret. No one would know of the results. His journals under lock and key, hidden away in crevices, under floorboards, and in holes cut into mar much larger and boring tones. And Nicholas kept working. Nights and days and nights became years and decades. And still he worked. It was never ending. He felt the pull constantly. He had abandoned his business to it. His family and friends, too, were cast aside. Here he was, with each great hair, becoming more and more worried, feeling he was doomed to never achieve such glory as what he sought to obtain, a feeling that nagged him when he tried to rest. The more he labored, the more he needed it, for it worked. Eureka! He could live eternal, but his body ailing, his mind as well. And driven in his quest, it can never work as well as he needed it to. So after 88 years, he put down his alchemy. The tiny stone he toiled to create lay at the bottom of a water dish, and the man himself lay down to rest forever. Not bad. 
Was that was he eighty eight? Was that how when old he, he died? Was? Yeah, that's what it said. Yeah, yeah, yeah he is eighty eight. Yeah, I can't do math that <laughs> fast. No, that's wild. Yeah, um, Nicholas Flamel. Yeah, this. So this dude, French alchemist who lived incredibly long. Because yeah, thirteen thirty was when he was born. Fourteen eighteen is when he died. Which is, I mean, that's, I mean, that's wild. Uh, that's that's a long time, especially in medieval Western Europe. That's that's unheard of. So, um, <laughs> I mean, that's it's just wild. Uh, so he's he's essentially known as a French alchemist and scribe. So he made uh, a lot of you know his living initially um, scribing, which was really important and the only way to print books at the time. And you printing books, but you have to be literate. Uh, you're going to learn a lot. And he did. And he, he's later known as having one of the biggest libraries, I think, in Paris or France even at the time when of his death. Uh, he's also sort of best known legendarily uh, for the creation of what's called the Philosopher's Stone, which if you've read the British version of Harry Potter, you would know that's the stone that gives you immortal life. Gives you what you want, really, is what it, it does in those films. But specifically here, it, it, it did give you immortality uh, it did let you do things like the biggest thing transmuting gold from something like lead or coal or something like that um he uh in 1376 apparently he uh got a, a ancient book of alchemy from a stranger which this book was supposedly written by uh the patriarch of christianity and judaism uh, abraham and it constrained contained instructions on how to create the philosopher's stone it was very kind of abraham um so Apparently, he, he studied for many years. Then in 1382, he created the stone, and uh, he used his gold to help build hospitals. He was very devout Catholic, uh, He and helped other ch- ch- like churches, charitable institutions, and things like that. Uh, and Flamel and his wife, Purnell, uh, lived very—they were very modest despite their wealth. They did have, like, a big estate, but they were very modest, known for being very modest. But they were known for their piety and their generosity um, when they died— in 1418 in Paris, or at least Flamel did. Um, what's cool is we don't, a lot of the stories came several years after his death, um, but there's there's some things. So apparently um, some people think that they faked their deaths and went into hiding. Um, some people believe that, uh, so Flamel was a part of the Hermetic Order of the Golden Dawn, which was a secret society dedicated to the uh, study of alchemy and the occult. Uh, it was, um, an occult hermeticism uh, of and metaphysics uh, based. So we talked a little bit about hermeticism. This directly comes from the the the, the teachings of Hermes um, Tris Majestus Majesticus. Uh, so the, this it was this kind of weird post pagan Christian teaching that apparently Hermes came back and like had these writings like the you know wings on his heels Hermes. Hermes thrice great yes yeah came back and and he kind of led this thing and and I I think it was interesting so I was kind of reading a little bit more about this and one thing that I read that was important for um like the hermetics was you know they, they were religious in a lot of ways and obviously I mean we would kind of think it's a little wacko to, to be obsessed with like transmuting gold and things like that but but gold was seen as this like extremely pure substance you know you mentioning Midas in your story was really great and so to be able to like create gold a lot of alchemists were interested in creating like the perfect human you know they, it was all about this and it wasn't 
it's sort of difficult to say, but so transmuting gold was almost like could could almost be seen as like a pious act by then by by like these alchemists and, and these hermeticists. So to to like to be able to create something so pure and beautiful out of something so like you know cold and ugly, um, I think for them was sort of just like taking care of yourself, you know. So I, I hope that's just something that people kind of think in mind. Um, there's so it a, wasn't like necessarily like a greed aspect to it. It was more like a yeah exactly like and a I think, pride. Right. Um, pride. I mean, yeah, it almost, it, it almost, uh, you know, I, there's, there's a lot of ethical and religious theological debate. I think you can get into it and I'm sure I, I'm, I'm coming to my own conclusions here, but I, I just think that that's um, something we should consider. And the thing is, the fact is we do know Flamel was very devout. He did give a lot of money away. The thing is he had a lot of money for uh, several reasons. He had several properties in Paris. Um, he was very connected with the French Catholic Church. <laughs> yeah, that would still get you money today. I, I'm just, exactly. <laughs> um, they owned a huge library. Um, he was a scribe. Uh, I, I mean, that's, so there's, there's tons of reasons why they could have money that, that isn't just kind of connected to that. But he was an extremely learned guy. Um it, it was great. So, uh, oh, and here, I, I, so the first book claiming that Flamel had discovered the stone was not even published until 1612, uh, over 100 years after his death. So these stories weren't really there during his time. Like, he wasn't this sensationalist, scandalous kind of dude who was like, th- th- those these words, the Philosopher's Stone, weren't on his lips, that that whole thing. I mean, I'm sure right. this was a discussion <laughs> that he had, maybe some stuff with the Hermetic Order, Um it it is. I mean, like the Hermetic Order is pretty uh, interesting. Um, it it did dissolve in 1908. Um, it was a, a bunch of controversies. Um, some of them were later. Uh, w. B. Um, uh, Yeats, uh, Alistair Crowley, and Maud Gon, an actress, were, were like some popular members of it. Um, so uh, yeah, uh, it, it's. Oh wait, hold on. The, a secret society devoted to the practice of her. Anyway, all right. So. Uh, it's very Masonic, you know, Freemason kind sure. of thing. Um, but it looks like women were admitted on an equal basis with men. So how advanced. Oh, that's cool, yeah. So, um, uh, and, and so going back to the Philosopher's Stone, uh, I, I thought this would be a good time to talk about that since that's they kind of go hand in hand here. There are some pretty early mentions. There's this um, uh, book or this writing called Chrysopoeia, which is by Zosimus of Panopolis, which was written in 300 AD. This specifically does uh that that word means gold making and it was sort of i mean it was about that subject um people believed that you could i'm guessing it had to kind of do with the idea of like fake gold being made uh mm-hmm. and things like that so um i mean if, I, that would make sense that people would be creating imitations Man, just show them pyrite they would just be like i know right exactly <laughs> and and um uh, Zosimus, yeah he was an egyptian alchemist himself um that that lived back in the fourth century ad so uh you know, but the, that was a time uh, it, it, Egypt was, you know, very Greek. Uh, the origin uh, of like a, a philosopher's stone, mm-hmm. um, and th- th- so this that 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 writing by Zosimos uh, is considered the earliest mention of it. Uh, but there are ideas in ancient Egypt and ancient Chinese alchemy of of tra- specifically transmuting uh, base metals into gold and producing a elixir of life slash granting immortality. So this this idea, I mean, kind of unsurprisingly, is pretty old. But the idea that it was a specific so, stone that allows you to do this, like it takes the cost or whatever, that that's a little older than we might realize. So uh, it, I thought it was pretty cool. Um, 
There's been a lot of debate, whether it was a physical thing, symbolic, or spiritual. It's been written about for a long time uh, throughout the years, both before and after Flamel's death. Uh, so I thought that was pretty interesting to see that, you know, this guy's awesomeness was specifically talking about transmuting it. And I, I wonder, you know, I, what would have kind of... Uh, I, I doubt Zosimos would have been a Christian. I don't think like Egypt was, you know, Christian at this time or, you know, at least, I mean, the council on Nicaea was like a hundred years away. Um, I think, no, no, this was, so I don't know. I, I Zosimos, I wonder if he was a Christian. I should have looked up that. Um, <laughs> it doesn't seem like it though, but uh, he could have, he could have been uh, inspired by, certain things what like year that. was it um it was 400 or third the third century um ad the beginning at the end of the third century and the beginning of the fourth century ad so um probably not but i mean christian the influence of christianity could have been around but it sure. looks like for him at least um it probably wasn't so much that just in general ancient or you know based off of ancient greek alchemy is probably what he was going off of well i mean it could have been other abrahamic influences because you said that was like you're talking about Abraham of like Abrahamic religion, right? right? Yep, okay. yep, yep. So it could have been through a different. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Whatever. Whatever. Yeah. There's the, the whatever book he uh, supposedly written could have been influenced. Yeah. By other things. So yeah. Either way, the the idea of a stone specifically allowing you to do this is a pretty ancient concept for uh, many different cultures. Um, funny enough to see. So. Uh, Flamel himself, though, yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of what it comes down to. Uh, there, there's a few um, books in the 1600s, uh, the Testament of Nicholas Flamel, um, uh, it, it, uh, the the Book of Hieroglyphical Figures. Um, these are both uh, attributed to Flamel. It looks like they weren't published until later. Um, there is a book called The Lives of the Alchemistical Philosophers. That's an awesome word, alchemistical. Please use that in your daily life today. Uh, by Ed, Arthur Edward Waite. Um, it was a biographical sketch of many famous alchem- alchemists, including Flamel. So uh, it seems like, yeah, the when you know f- after Flamel's life, uh, he he you know things disseminated, and people really took to you know what he what he uh, offered, and he was I, I think just such like a an outstanding figure living so old. Um, and there, there was like a, so there's a story about his wives and his graves being empty. So that kind of helped perpetuated things. I, I don't know, you know, maybe they had to exhume it for maintenance or something like that. And something went awry and this story went around and obviously I mean, he was 88 years old when he died. That's, that is heckin' old for living in this time period. So I, I wouldn't be Plus surprised. Plus he was rich. Yeah. A hundred percent. So, yeah. I mean, they're like, Oh yeah, he could definitely make gold and also, Stay right. alive forever. I, I'm yeah. surprised it wasn't like a vampire rumor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Some some people believe that they faked their deaths, uh, escaped to India to live out their mortal lives. Um, there is uh, oh, you can actually go to his house today in Paris. Um, some say that it's haunted by his ghost. Oh, Maybe it's just that's him, cool. and they don't believe him. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> He's just he out, lives in the wall now. <laughs> out, out, and they're just like, oh, you're ghost. You're so funny. Um, <laughs> then the the, c- the cemetery where they're buried uh, is called the Alchemist Cemetery. Other famous alchemists can be f- seen there, and uh, there's a, a popular like. A modern book series called The Secrets of the Immortal Nicola- Nicholas Flamel is specifically about uh, 
Flamel. It's all fictional. It's by uh, author Michael Scott, not the office guy, but <laughs> a real person who's an author. And yet uh, the books tell the story of the Flamel's family and their fight against an evil sorcerer. So I think that's pretty fun. Very like, you know, Percy Jackson-y. Um, Is it yeah. young adult? Yeah, I think so. Oh, I, okay. I believe so. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, Flamel might have a musket and be a badass. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Very early one. But yeah, so... Uh, it, it was it was cool to see that I, I my first mentioning was definitely Harry Potter. Um, you know, it's mentioned the the first book's called the Sorcerer's Stone. They changed that to you know it was the Philosopher's Stone. They changed it because they were like American kids won't know how to say that word. They won't read it. So <laughs> is that why they changed it? One hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Oh, um, they changed it. To I sorcerer. thought maybe like that's just what we called it. No, <laughs> no. Scholastic <laughs> was like they're not going to know what philosopher. It's going to freak them out. They're going to start crying. So we need to call it a sorcerer. <laughs> Because that makes more sense. Yeah. That's I don't, less scary. They're not <laughs> wrong, but I think it would have been okay. So uh, I'm surprised it hasn't been like retroactively. They're just like, just call it the Philosopher's Stone. But again, I think too many people right. be like, oh, a new book or oh, what's going on? Right. Um, so yeah, they did. I remember that. But, you know, uh, in the books, uh, Dumbledore specifically, you know, at the end, he talks about, you know, because they, they fight, you know, back off Voldemort and... Dumbledore. Spoilers for Harry Potter, the first book, by the way, thirty years. Um, if uh, they, if you, you dump, haven't read it, like I mean, <laughs> they they learn about Flamel, um, Harry, Hermione, and Ron. And they they learn about Flamel in library books, and they, you know, they mention the movie, and uh, to prove the existence. That's how they figure what was what Dumbledore was keeping you know, secret in, in Hogwarts that year. And then uh, they stop, they get it, and um, I think they said that they destroyed it or something like that. Harry Potter fans, please remind me. But uh, I, Harry. I don't- Harry was like, oh, but what about Flamel? And he's like, oh, I've talked to my friend Nicholas, and he's decided that 400 years is enough. He wants so. to die. Yeah. He's, yeah, he's a literal skeleton. He's like, skeleton. climate change is too much. I'm going right, to get yeah. out of here. The, the industrial era was too much right. for me. So, yeah. Um, so I, 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 I remember hearing that, but I, I was – I thought, you know, it's pretty interesting that he was like an, a real dude, and it was pretty smart to use him in that way. To, to figure that out so yeah flamel real dude uh french guy an alchemist and scribe born 1330 lived to the ripe old age of 1418 was rich and that probably helped perpetuate the myth <laughs> but uh, i think the key takeaway here is that the myth especially the philosopher's stone myth and his immortality myths came about 100 years after his death um, at least published work about it so i bet um, somebody just saw him on the street and was like no it's definitely any anyone above the age of 50 would have stood out yeah like you would have been like hold on you're pretty (laughs) old you i mean if even 50 for the age of 40 you would have been like wait a minute you're you've got a gray hair are you flamel (laughs) uh no but yeah so uh cammy thank you but in french yeah right yeah yeah i translate all that to french um it's the best i got but uh, thank you for your story, Cammie, uh, as always. We do still have two more episodes this month uh, in the same theme. We found a, a female uh, alchemist to talk about, so that'll be fun to flip the script uh, regarding that. Uh, if you have any suggestions for November and December, please let us know. Mystery is all one word. There is no S at the end. There's <laughs> something else that has the S at the end, so please don't confuse us. You'll know. You'll know the difference. But uh, Mystery also has an IE at the end of it. Uh, at gmail.com, you can get in touch with us directly. Um, we have our Facebook group as well. You can get in touch with Cami and I. Let us know. Uh, comment here if you have any suggestions, especially if you think we missed something, got anything correct. Uh, whatever you need, whatever criticism, give it to us. That's the whole point of the show. So 
anyway, uh, Cammy, thanks again. And everyone, uh, we will see you next time.